Yeah. I, I think party every day would be exhausting. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Listen, at our age right now that we are, yes, you could not. We could not party. I don't know how, like, I don't know how those guys in rock do it nowadays. Like, I don't know how they do it. Now, maybe it's just like it's a persona they're giving off and they're not really partying it up. Maybe, maybe you know, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley after a sold out concert, they're not heading out drinking and partying. They're just going home and reading a book. I don't know. No, but they the, are for sure. They are for sure partying it up. <laughs> maybe. I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know. I don't have the functional capability to do that. I get, you know, if, if you didn't have a regular day job, maybe you'd be able to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. guess I don't know, but uh, what any job to be honest with you, you if it was if you were working like I just I don't know, you're how first how could you afford it? How much money did you have you ever thought about how much money you spent in your in your single partying days on like uh, booze and club entrance fees, um, and likely in your case hookers and strippers. <laughs> Hookers and strippers, yeah. Unless you pull a GTA and you, <laughs> no, anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I, I luckily, I don't know if I luckily or whatever. My, I, I was like the, you know, the nerd geek, right? So it's like, really, you, you would spend it all on your video games and stuff. So yeah, I guess you would look at your wall and look at you'd have a Sega Genesis, Nintendo, Saturn, Dream, all that stuff would be adding up. And then you, once in a while, you go out with your friends who like to drink, and you're like, you just spent how much on a bottle of wine and uh, shoot shots for the whole table <laughs> i would see those receipts and i'd be like holy shnikes you can yeah. you can buy like i i remember some nights i would go you could buy uh a, a crappy tuner card now for the price you know like 1200 bucks or whatever people yep. spend on like a party party hardy type thing and i'm like yo you could buy a small tuner card and and, and wrench on that or something like that but yeah i oh. the amount of money i spent and i would wake up like on sundays or yeah. like look back on mondays and being like at my bank account going how did i spend 280 dollars in two days like and it was just but, all on but it's the memories you're paying for the memories because those of guys spent... which i drank or smoked <laughs> yeah, yeah. Away. you don't you don't remember but other people have the yeah. memories that they share and and those guys always have or gals whatever have amazing stories so yeah. i don't know i don't know what the trade-off is i'd have to see it uh welcome folks to the sidekick <laughs> show uh, we are your hosts, uh, Rob Godet over there, the handsome fellow, hey. and oh, uh, myself, uh, John. A pale comparison, uh, almost literally. My skin, I look so pale compared to you. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's true. Um, and I got a nice fresh haircut. Look at you with a fresh fade. Yeah, Yo, buddy. I, yeah. I'm, I, hey, I'm willing. If anyone wants to get the vanilla ice eyebrow thingies, um, <laughs> let me know. I'm willing. I'm willing to front the money for this. Uh, for the style choice. <laughs> Uh, just so I can take pictures uh, with you and stuff like that. Um, Rob, I figured yeah. before we start, we'll, we'll, yeah. maybe we'll talk a little bit about um, things we saw this weekend. I know you watched a movie that I didn't watch, and I and I probably dived into a little bit of a movie that you didn't watch. But we both did watch Morbius. <laughs> and we, I think we're going to probably do an episode on it um, that, that can span like hours upon hours of just talking about this. But just quick thoughts to uh, the folks tuning in uh, on Mobius. Or Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, not, Mo, not Mobius. Mobius was, <laughs> uh, he was in Loki. Um, yeah. Quick thoughts. Yes, we are going to do a full spoiler review. I believe Stu went inside, so we're waiting on him. Um, this is not worth your money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if theaters have the four the 450 Tuesdays or 425 Tuesdays anymore. Maybe... If you had a theater that had that, maybe. Um, in all honesty, this is a movie that you will not. It will like watching it in a the theater is not a better experience than watching it at home. So yeah. all to say is that if you are so inclined to watch it at home, whether it's on Netflix or Crave, I, by the end of the summer it will be streaming for free, like uh, in one of your subscription services. You might as well wait. The only caveat I have, John. Is that man? I got to sit in some really sweet seats at my theater yeah. you, that you got, are you heated. Got the, you got like an isolated booth, basically. Yes, yes. And I gotta say, like that for me and my son, we both said that that was the best way to watch. Like that made the movie. Like 
Not that the movie was good, but that made our experience. It salvaged yeah. our experience of watching that movie because that. Yeah. So you could you could Dude, talk about headrest. anything. The headrests went up and yeah. down. Oh, oh man, fantastic. that that sounds like a more interesting experience. But I, we'll 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 hold it back for the review, folks. Um, there's a couple comments. Uh, Lewis didn't watch Mobius. Uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. So what's your quick thoughts then? John? Frazier says worse than Venom two. Um, and then Lewis says. Uh, uh, worse than Wonder Woman eighty four. I think this is going to be a debate when we when we dive into it. So I don't want to give away too much, but yeah, I'm, unfortunately, it just it didn't. I, I feel like it just didn't come together at all. So I, I was pretty disappointed. I think it's probably one of my most disappointing theater experiences in a while. Um, yeah. I, I the the closest thing I could think of was that Conan movie with uh, Jason Momoa and, <laughs> Jason uh, Momoa. and Ron, Ron Perlman, and right. maybe the underworld movie where it was uh vampires versus werewolves but i don't know we're gonna we're gonna dive into it um but you did watch another movie i think you watched moonfall which was that movie that you were pretty upset about not going to theater <laughs> oh, shit. like i was there they how dare they they take this movie off the schedule i'm outraged they took it off the canadian <laughs> schedule and you were like i want to yeah. see this so you watched uh moonfall i guess spoiler free um should everyone else tune in to moonfall and watch it no uh, listen, uh, <laughs> I am a uh, listen. I have I'm a mark for disaster movies, right? I, mm -hmm. I just watched recently within the last few weeks, uh, it, it, within like a five day period, like Deep Impact, uh, the day after tomorrow, uh, you know, Volcano. Like I watched all. Like I'm just I like those disaster movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This movie in and of itself was a disaster. <laughs> you already beholden the biggest disaster of the weekend, which was Morbius. And now you talk about it. I know. I know. Yeah. I was. And here's the thing, John. I yeah. watched Moonfall yesterday. It's playing on Amazon Prime. If you have it, if you feel so inclined to watch it, you just go right ahead. But I had a certain amount of time. And, you know, I was trying to. I, this is my choices. Ready? Mm -hmm. Moonfall or The Godfather. Because I just got the remastered edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was like, I feel kind of tired. And I could watch The Godfather for the for the day. But do I, you know, I've seen it. Like, I should probably watch something that's new and fresh and recent. Like, I'm so upset at myself. <laughs> this, this, this is, yeah. So this is, this is the debate. The debate is, do you watch something old, uh, tired and true or whatever you want to call it. I think yeah. Lewis uh, sent me this great meme that was like, oh, I watched this new thing someone recommended to me or watch these uh, Star Trek episodes that I've watched a million times, right? right? And it shows the guy kicking down the Star Trek episodes once. So thanks for the meme, Lewis. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the thing. Yeah. You go back and watch something you know. Um, but hey, aren't you glad you didn't see it in theaters then? <laughs> I am. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't have gone to the theater to see it, I don't think. Yeah. It was just more of the principle of why they pulled it because they wanted yeah, yeah. money. Whatever. Maybe, maybe because it was trash, they pulled it. Uh, Frazier said he actually enjoyed it, so shout out to you, Frazier. Uh, wow, if you have anything Frazier, in particular man. that you liked about it, or maybe you just put it on in the background. Because speaking of background movies, I tried to watch The Bubble, which was the Netflix movie with uh, <laughs> Karen Gillan, Dave Duchovny, uh, Jordan Peele. Dude, that's like, a... Uh, every, that's, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's directed by uh, Judd Apatow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I tried to watch it. I got halfway through. I don't know if it was a subject matter or just um, maybe they were trying a little bit too hard. It's it's the the premise is basically they're they're actors that are on like a big franchise movie yeah. set and it's taking place during COVID, so that's why they call it the bubble. So yeah. uh, it, maybe it just mirrors too much of what was going on, but I felt like the jokes were just trying a little too hard. So I got about halfway through. And then I switched over to uh, Starship Troopers because everyone was talking about that. We forgot to mention it last week. Everyone was like, Starship Troopers, one of their rewatch movies. Um, yep. So I flipped back to that and everybody's in that. Like Neil Patrick Harris is in that, Denise Richards and stuff like that. So I actually had a blast flipping that. I think The Bubble is probably a good movie if you want to turn something on in the background or you want to be able to just, uh, you know, one, one of those turn turn your brain off and, and watch movies. So if you say it was, uh, it's, it's written or directed by Judd Aptow, I guess both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which which I do usually like his stuff. Maybe just for some reason I wasn't feeling the subject matter because they're talking about quarantines and all the. And yeah. like uh, we're still living this, so maybe it it dropped a little too soon. Maybe we needed to be out, or maybe the U.S. is out of it. Um, but uh, anything else that you watch this uh, weekend, Rob, that you would uh, mention? No, I will say though, but because of last week's conversation about your favorite movies, things that you've watched on replay, I ended up diving into two movies that I used to watch a lot. I used to own them back in the you know in my video store days. Uh, really quickly, uh, one was The Game, 
Uh, David yeah. Fincher directed Michael Keaton, Sean Penn. I love that movie, and dude, it holds up. I'm telling you right now, if you yeah. haven't seen the game, it is on Prime. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It holds up. It's great. And the other one was L.A. Confidential. I loved that movie back in the day, and I watched it a lot, and I put it on um, a couple days after our show last week, and I was like, man, this one another movie that holds up completely, and it's so good. Despite yeah, L.A. The Confidential. Fact that uh, yeah. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big deal director, right? Um, it's... Uh, oh, what do you mean? The, the director of that movie? Yeah, L.A. Confidential, right? Yeah, yeah, he passed away. Uh, Rob, uh, something or other, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember it's on one of those, like, a whole bunch of movies I like, and it's like, oh, this movie slides in there. So I haven't gotten yeah. around to that one either. Oh, okay, um, it's very, yeah, very I'm, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll have to, I think I'll have to get to it. Um, but yeah, I think that was fun, folks. Uh, so let's let's jump into uh, what we normally do, which is uh, uh, hit you with some new stuff coming in the shop, and Rob's going to hit you with the news. Um, so new stuff in the shop. I just kept it simple. We got a whole bunch of comics coming in. Uh, I didn't want to pull any expensive statues this time, so we could chat a little more about stuff later. So if you're not following us on our Facebook and Instagram, uh, the Heroes World uh, Facebook, Instagram, Heroes World Online, we post the new comic book releases every Monday, so you can check that out and. And let us know what you need. I'm going to bring your attention to a couple titles that were really cool that I think you should check out. So Batman uh, 122 is coming out, which is part two of the Shadow War, which is a, a big kind of crossover between Batman, Deathstroke, Inc. And they just released a Shadow War Alpha last week, which which the plot is basically Deathstroke has assassinated Ra's al Ghul. Uh, and now Talia is out for revenge. So we got a lot of cool stuff going on. These are two covers here. Cover A, cover B is the cardstock cover. Uh, which cover would you choose, Rob? Uh, I, know, I know you don't buy the monthlies anymore, but um, I <clears throat> I actually like both covers, uh, yeah. but I do like cover B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cover B is usually like uh, they kind of take away the uh, the the logos and stuff and yeah, kind of put yeah. them in the little bar on the side. Um, so they they're pretty nice. They're pretty premium. Um, oh man, yeah. Sorry, Jesse's mentioning the Ghost uh, Maker action figures. So the whole the whole. Uh, Jorge Jimenez run. It looks like he might be getting a bunch of different action figures. One of the new characters from Batman Ghostmaker. Uh, I should actually try and grab pictures of that later. I'll see if I can throw that up. Um, another title coming out is uh, this is a reprint. So Rob might oh, remember yeah. this from the Flashpoint run. Yeah. Uh, this is Batman Night of Vengeance, uh, which features Flashpoint Batman, which is Thomas Wayne Batman. Um, yeah. And they did kind of a whole spin, changing the origin up um, during this big event called Flashpoint, which was. Uh, I think it was Flat Flash uh, tries to fix the the thing that happened to his mother in the past, right? And it just yeah, and turns the whole DC. Yeah, yeah, the whole DC you get flipped up. So for some reason they're bringing actually this the back. events of Flashpoint then lead into yeah. the, what happens with the new Fifty Two. But I digress. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I think it's because uh, they're going to be kind of referencing this story point. So they've decided to reprint this issue. Um, yep. So it's a really good issue. So definitely check that out when we get it. Um, and then we also are getting Spider Punk number one. So hmm. Spider-Punk, one of the uh, smash it characters from the whole Spider-Universe, Spider-Verse thing in comic form. Did he appear in the animated feature? I don't remember. No. Anymore. No, no. Okay, yeah. So no. if if you like this character's aesthetic, he was hugely popular, got his own action figure, got his own hot toys, all kinds of stuff. So now he's finally going to get um, his own comics. So I think you guys will probably want to check that one out. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. X-Men Red, which features um, the new, Storm, new team led by Storm um, and this whole kind of big thing with the x-men going on uh it looks pretty good so i don't know it's got multiple covers i, I should have pulled the other uh who was working on oh sorry al ewing al ewing's writing it who yeah. was doing the uh immortal hulk so we should yeah. expect some crazy things to go down for you x-men fans um so those are some of the comics coming out i'll hit you guys up with some other cool merch and, and fun stuff next week uh rob you got the news coming up i do buddy so, i do actually i would just i miss collecting single floppies man yeah um yeah. It's fine. All right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, John. Um, you and I are uh, big. Uh, first of all, hey, thanks everybody who uh, are in the, the chat and who's watching tonight and those who will be listening uh, afterwards. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to check out the Heroes World podcast with myself, Stu, uh, and Andre showed up again. We did. Um, shit, what did we do, John? Oh, we did. <laughs> we did Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight, that's right. Review of episode one. Listen, it's been a long day. I thought today was Thursday. That's how long today's been for me. I thought it was You Thursday. lost three, freaking four days of the week. I did. I was, walking, <laughs> I was walking the dog before this. I said to my son, I was like, wow, we were talking about Sonic. And he, I'm like, well, maybe we'll go tomorrow. And he goes, tomorrow is Tuesday. I'm like, wait, today's not Thursday? I don't know. Um, so yeah, if you haven't checked that out, go definitely check out uh, our review of Moon Knight. 
episode one. Um, hey, John, you and I are big fans of The Crow. Um, yeah. We've talked about it quite a bit on this show. Love it. It's one of our movies that we could rewatch time and time and time again. Uh, and for years, they've been talking about doing a reboot. Even your buddy Jason Momoa was once linked to play Eric Draven. Well, news came out last week that a reboot that we had spoken about back in maybe December or January, that there was rumor that they were starting to look at production uh, commencing this summer. That is going forward, and they have found a new actor to play uh, Eric Draven, and that is none other than Bill Skarsgård, one of the Skarsgård kids. Uh, he will be playing Eric Draven in the Crow reboot. And of course, uh, if you may not recognize him here, John, uh, but Billy is mostly known for playing Pennywise the Clown in uh, It Part 1 and 2. <laughs> Do you think they just pulled up a, a list of actors and actresses that are like, they can wear white makeup like nobody's business? So <laughs> like, You know what? Yeah, maybe. I, I will say his Pennywise is terrifying. Um, oh yeah, you know, I'm a big <laughs> fan of Tim Curry, um, but he is terrifying as Pennywise. Uh, and I'm going on. I, I'm doing a six degrees of Kevin Bacon uh, moment here, John. Are you okay, ready? Yeah. I'm going to start off right. here. Speaking of it, there's a prequel series being done at HBO Max titled "Welcome to Dairy." The project's being produced by both uh, by the director of it, which is Andy Muschietti, who, as you know, is the director of next year's Flash movie. Speaking of uh, Flash, uh, uh. Ah, speaking of Flash star Ezra Miller has been having some legal troubles of late. Uh, the actor was arrested in Hawaii for disorderly conduct and a restraining order was issued as he is alleged to have threatened a couple with death. John, he threatened to murder <laughs> a couple allegedly. Um, no word. Do you think he actually was like, I threaten you with death? Or is yeah, that I, just yeah, a yeah. nice way of saying... I'm gonna effing kill you or something. That's right. I would. I wouldn't that be that be much better. I, I'm. I'm. I swear to God, I'm threatening you. Yeah, you may threaten me with death. That to me is more terrifying. <laughs> than I'm gonna kill you because everybody says that. Oh, uh, my wife says disaster. that. Uh, yeah, says I threaten you with death. That is a bit terrifying. Um, no word from WB or Miller on these legal woes, but John, they are just the latest what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy was supposed to attend the Fantastic Beasts premiere, and uh, he did not show. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but this is the latest line, uh, uh, a decent line of idiotic behavior for the Flash star. But I digress. John, you know how the Flash is kind of buzzed with the Blue Beetle in the Justice League Unlimited? Okay, and yeah. there's a Blue Beetle movie being filmed right now with your boy from Cobra Kai, Zolo uh, uh, Mariduna. Uh, anyways, it looks as though they're going to be getting some Hollywood royalty to join the film as your favorite star of Catwoman the movie. Sharon Stone is in talks to play the villain. Uh, so, John, what are your <laughs> Wait, thoughts? Cat, Catwoman on... the movie. We're talking about the Halle Berry Catwoman, right? And Sharon Stone was the villain in Catwoman. Sharon Stone was the bad guy in that disaster of a movie. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, sure. <laughs> and now she looks like to be signing on to be the the bad guy the villain in blue beetle i will say <clears throat> there has been some rumors john and take you to the giant grain of salt here i am throwing it at you um uh, that she could be playing the wife of ted cord so okay uh who knows who knows um but that was the end of my yes there is Sharon <laughs> that, <Stone>. guy <laughs> yeah, that guy knows yeah that guy knows um, and John, uh, as much as we hate to end the news on a sad story, uh, we cannot just pass over the really sad and unfortunate news that came out of Hollywood last week regarding uh, Bruce Willis. It was announced by his family that Bruce has been diagnosed with aphasia, which is an inability to comprehend uh, or formulate language, which is generally uh, a result of some specific uh, trauma to uh, brain regions in the brain. Uh, now, this would explain the amount of B-movies that Willis has been making of late. And in fact, I think you and I, we've maybe joked about yeah. what's going on with Bruce Willis churning out all these movies. Uh, reports are he's been working to bank as much money as possible. As an aside, John, and there are some stories out there that he may not have known he was doing these uh, movies and that there might have been some other people behind the push. We kind of yeah, saw they, something they, similar with some... Stan Lee. There's some articles, yeah, that he was taking advantage of and didn't know what was going on. And, and I haven't watched a lot of these movies that kind of got pushed out, uh, but a, a good friend of mine did who's notorious for just watching a whole bunch of bad movies. Um, yeah. Definitely, can, he he said he could 
he can see it. He he understands it now because he'd be like, some of these movies are missing pieces, and yeah. and it's like he's phoning it in and, and things like that. So yeah, it's it's uh, rather unfortunate news. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a horrible way to go out uh, on a storied career such as his. So obviously our thoughts with his family and with Willis at this time because it's not easy. I mean the man is said he was sixty eight. He's not old, um, but it's it's a tough it's a tough time for them. So you know we're thinking about them, but. We here at the Sidekick Show have reviewed uh, Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, which was John's favorite, uh, (laughs) and The Last Boy Scout. But, John, do you have any other Willis movies that you love to watch on, on like, a repeat? Is there something, one Um, or two of them, that you're like, man, I I do remember Die Hard 3 coming up a lot um, when I was in our younger days. So when we get back to, yeah, when we get to back to our 90s movie bracket, um, it, it it might come up. Um, but I was a fan of, I don't know if you remember this movie, Tear, Tears of the Sun. Yes. Uh, where he was. <laughs> yeah. the, I know yeah, you're a fan of the, of the, of his co-star, uh, Maria, uh, uh what was her name? Maria Botello or whatever. The, oh, per- the perhaps, very, perhaps, but I was going through this whole phase. Italian actress. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but I do recall I was in a whole phase of I, I really like kind of like that mercenary uh, military kind of like feel. So I do remember quite enjoying that movie. I haven't watched it in a million years, so I don't know if it holds up. Yeah. Uh, but another one that was on my rewatch list was The Fifth Element yeah. uh, with uh, Chris Chris Tucker, um, Mila Jolovich, right? Um, yeah. And just, yeah. just a host of people. I own it on Laserdisc, and I think I've only actually watched it a handful of times. Uh, I don't know if Gary I Oldman? Yeah, Gary Oldman's in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like an all-star cast. So we might have to add that to the list. Um, if anyone else has got their favorite Bruce Willis movie, shout it out. Uh, Jesse's talking about Armageddon. I do have fond memories of Armageddon in the theater, Rob. I know it was considered, uh, a, a, you know. Michael a, Bay a Rod, movie. A Rod, yeah, Rotten Tomato or whatever. But I remember enjoying it when I saw the theaters and that Aerosmith song was like a humongous hit. Like, what are, what are your thoughts on Armageddon? Well, I we just showed our well, my daughter won't watch movies, so we just showed <laughs> my son. Um, maybe it was over the holidays or maybe in the fall. We watched Armageddon, and he thought it was okay. You know, he's got this thing where it's like if it's made before two, he was born in 2009. Mm-hmm. If it's made before 2005, he's like, mm, that's like old school cinema, like where they were still using like this, right? I'm like, no, man, but um, yeah, so I listen, it. It is funny. It's it's very Michael Bayism. If you're a fan of the '90s Michael Bay, Armageddon's right up your alley. For me, I which think, I am I think, ambulance this week, Rob. Are we doing ambulance? That's the no. question. No. Yes, we are. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Michael Bay has already gone on on record saying that there's a lot of really shitty special effects in that movie, and he's really upset about it. <laughs> um, for me though, like with Bruce Willis, I like I think of The Sixth Sense. I think of how. Like oh, that movie hit me like with like, a ton of bricks when you found out the whole the M mm-hmm. like the ending of things. Um, but my biggest thing, aside from the Die Hard stuff, is Pulp Fiction. And in fact, at the Oscars last weekend, um, you know, wh- um, where you saw three stars of Pulp Fiction come out, right? You saw um, Samuel Jackson, and Samuel John Jackson, John Travolta, and uh, Thank you. <laughs> I just watched I actually, this movie last year, folks. <laughs> I actually thought that they would have made some type of a comment or reference. This guy put to, it at, to Bruce. At, at his top five list, but yeah, 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 dude, yeah, it's I, been a I long day. Um, I guess they wanted to respect his. Uh, but I, well, but uh, they could, they could just. I mean, it was just. Anyways, um, so yeah, to see those guys out there, I think of that. I also think of Twelve Monkeys, um, with with um Brad. Pitt. I haven't seen that. That's with Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, and oh, and Unbreakable. Unbreakable yeah. is another M. Night Shyamalan movie, which was like before its time as a decent superhero comic book yeah. movie that's not based on any existing IP. So Yeah, I, I um, remember it being pretty fun. And my buddy watched me, he was like, I don't know about that. And I'm like, did you know that that was supposed to be like a trilogy and all this kind of craziness was supposed yeah. to come from it? And then he was like, really? Oh, that makes so much more sense. He's like, oh, I'd watch that. And then we, I think he did throw back to it. Um, do you remember, uh, did you ever watch Over the Hedge where he did the voice for... I think the the raccoon character or something like that. No, I don't think I saw yeah. that one. No. <laughs> that, no. I think that one was a lot of fun. Uh, Lewis mentions Red and Red Two. I haven't seen Red Two, but I, I haven't I seen Red, red Two one. either. I saw Red. It's all right. I remember Red One being yeah, yeah cop, so out. cop out with uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's with uh, directed by Kevin Smith, and that was a. I mean, he and Kevin Smith have somewhat made up, but that was a pretty contentious period in Kevin Smith's filmmaking career. There's a lot of funny stories about Bruce Willis and he not getting along very well on the set of the movie. <laughs> Lucky number seven with our guy, Josh Hartnett. 
Um, uh, or, yep. Is it Josh Hartnett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was Josh Hartnett. And Death Wish. Um, Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah. Uh, the, that was the a newer remake one. Of the Death remake, yeah. 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 And I heard it was I believe okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I think it was directed by Antoine Fuqua, right? So, um, oh, and Jesse. G.I. Joe 2 is fun. G.I. 2 is fun. If they had retooled it into a Bruce Willis vehicle. Um, I did see all the newer diehards as well. Yeah, oh, they're horrible. Just, yeah, yeah. Some some of them had moments, and and, it, and it's and it's unfortunate they just they couldn't just get re reclaim that magic. Um, yeah, from at least the first movie and in, in the third movie, a little bit of the second movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks for chatting with Bruce, chatting about Bruce Willis with us. Maybe we'll have to do a Bruce Willis episode. Uh, well wishes um to his family, friends, and 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 the performer himself. Hopefully, uh. You know, this retirement means, uh, you know, better, better quality of life for him. Um, so I don't want to end on that super sad note, Rob. So I did want to throw something else at you. This was some news that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> My guy, I don't know if this was a joke or not. Tyrese tweeted out that uh, Martin Scorsese, 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 I don't know. There's no H, Scorsese. I can't do it. I'm not going to stop. Um, but he tweeted out that he, like, someone obviously made an April Fool's joke and photoshopped this picture. And then Tyrese <laughs> tweets it out and or Instagrams it out. And he's like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, so excited. So I feel bad. Yeah, but look at, but look at the quote. This is the yeah. thing that Tyrese thought this was that what Martin Scorsese had said. Quote, I was aghast to find out it was based on a comic book. This is the truest height of cinema. And even I cannot top it. <laughs> a wise man admits when he is wrong, and I was wrong. I apologize to all comic book movies. And Tyrese is like, wow, wow, I cannot believe what just happened. And I <laughs> but like, but this was I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. This Morbius sweep was the basically the April Fool's joke. So whoever thought of dropping this movie down in April 1st, hey, yeah. my hat, I tip my hat to you. Because now you get all this press, this free press, and people don't know what to believe. They don't know if it's fake, if it's real or not, but I don't know. <laughs> Dude, try and tell me, like, Martin Scorsese, the, the director of Taxi Driver, of, like, <laughs> Gangs of New York, of The Departed. He's like, I'm. I, this is true art. This is true cinema that I, even I could not top. And Tyrese is going to believe Marty Scorsese. Like, at... <laughs> Yeah, you're you're a guy fished in. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like someone on his team made that tweet and he retweeted it just to get people uh, wow. talking about the movie. So how far pretty... you will come to defend your guy? He's he's good. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. With... I don't Maybe actually. I don't know if he knows true. what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I, I did criticize him. He gave he gave a bunch of tickets away for Morbius to his fans. <laughs> Um, I, I was kind of like, oh man, those guys are going to be disappointed when they go see that movie. So <laughs> look forward to our Morbius uh, review when we took when we can talk more about about that. Um, but I think I think that's it. Yeah, good news segment, Rob. Uh, sorry, I had to throw that in there just for just, no, just to lighten up the mood. Uh, I think we want to get to our movie now. Anything else we want to talk about before we drop the uh, drop the movie we're here to discuss? No, man. No, no, no right. I don't think so. I think, uh, I, are you still watching Halo? We'll quickly jump into that. You still watching oh. Halo? No, I didn't. I didn't get to watch episode two, but I've heard nasty things about it. Should, should we continue watching Rob? You were kind of, I like watched it last night, it, right? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. So yeah, I was, here's the thing I, I'm finding very interesting. John, if you watched it, let us know in the comments too. Yeah. This is a show I feel is very divisive. There are some hard, what I have, I'm gleaming from based on what they're talking about are hardcore halo nerds or people who enjoy the IP who are enjoying the hell out of this show because it's different. It, it, that they may not have enjoyed the storylines and the games. They thought they were okay or whatever, but they're enjoying the show and the different turns it's taking. And then there are others. Uh, and I'm not like, there's no, you know, I'm not speaking out of school here. Like Andre, our friend Andre is not a fan of the show. He saw episode two, because he and I were messaging and he was just not happy with it at all. So this seems to be, there's, there doesn't be, appear to be any middle road. It's either you really like it or you're really hating it. Um, I am coming to appreciate it, but I, I am, I am somewhat flummoxed by the, 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 the path in which they are taking. Um, but I can see the appeal of why other people are really enjoying it. 
So I, I'm still, I'm going to, I'm in it. I'm in it. Um, it. It may not be appointment viewing when it drops on Thursdays. It may be something mm. I'll throw on uh, in the evening before, you know, uh, as I wind down for the day, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it. It's, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really had no desire to kind of keep up. Like I wasn't super hype about it. I think I'll yeah. tune in if, if people start saying it's good. Um, Lewis said he was fine with episode two. Uh, Frazier said <laughs> he couldn't get through episode two yet. So that might be a telling sign. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a shame. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll get better. <laughs> we shall see. All right. All right, bud. Um, so thanks again to everybody who are uh, joining us tonight. Um, please, if you haven't done so, hit the subscribe, the like button, and all that. If you're listening after the fact, um, if you have the opportunity, you should join us on Monday nights at 8.15 as we talk about some of our uh, movies that we have seen, haven't seen, favorite movies, run down the news, uh, and what's new in the store as well. So thank you so much. John, we are talking There Will Be Blood. Um, this is one of my movies, uh, that I have on a fairly repetitious, um, flow in my house here. Uh, so I've got some rundown for you. Ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. So all right, but... there, there will be blood it. There will be blood it. <laughs> uh, released December 26, 2007. There will be blood was written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who was known at the time for Boogie Nights, Magnolia, uh, and Punch Drunk Love. Movie stars, actor extraordinaire Daniel Day-Lewis and Paul Dano, whom we most recently saw as the Riddler in the Batman movie. Uh, now, the score for the movie was done by Johnny Greenwood. And if you're wondering why that name sounds familiar, well, you, my friends, are Radiohead fans. As Greenwood is known as one of the masterminds behind Radiohead, which I am a, was a huge fan of back in the day. Uh, Greenwood wasn't sure he could actually score the movie, John. Uh, but director uh, Paul Thomas Anderson disagreed, and he actually gave Greenwood the, a finished copy of the movie, Sans score. Uh, three weeks later, Greenwood came back with over two hours of music uh, for this movie, uh, in which he was nominated for a Grammy Award. The movie has ended up on over 40 top 10 uh, of 2017 lists, uh, sorry, 2007 lists, with Time Magazine stating there will be blood, quote, is one of the most wholly original American movies ever made. In 2009, Rolling Stone and various other outlets chose the movie as the number one movie of the decade. In 2016, John, it was voted the number three best film of the 21st century by 177 film critics from around the world. Nominated for eight Academy Awards, it won two Oscars, Best Cinematography and Best Actor for Daniel Day-Lewis. With a budget of $25 million, it took in only $76 million at the box office, but did pretty well in home video releases, scoring over $24 million there. Uh, the movie, as you can see on the screen, um, has a 91% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an audience score of 86%. So, John, let's chat about milkshakes, oil, and greed. <laughs> oh man yeah Sh shout outs to fraser who i think rob you give me the heads up about this but he's he was like he was starting to think it was a silent <laughs> film because literally nobody talks until like the first like 15 i want to say almost 20 minutes um but uh with that being said so rob this is your you claim this is on your rewatch yeah uh, it is in fact, I've watched it twice since last Monday. Since last month. <laughs> since last Monday. No, so no, you, since last you Monday. Fit in, you fit in five hours to watch this movie twice. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I, I, I do understand why it's so highly uh, acclaimed. Uh, not one of the movies that I would be uh, rushing uh, <laughs> to theaters to see and stuff like that. But like, much like... Um, I would say Inglorious Bastards. Um, mm -hmm. When that came out, I didn't really know what it was, but one of my friends wanted to go, so I went. But but it wouldn't. It wasn't in my wheelhouse. But I, I really enjoyed it when I saw it. So this is this movie. I think I'm in the same boat. I did make fun of Rob because it is two hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, you were mad. You were mad. You were like, and in fact, just very quickly, this past weekend, Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, Pete Davis did a song with uh, is it Gunna? I think he was the musical guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they did a pre-recorded song about selecting a movie that's a short movie. I'm only good for a short, short movie, like no more than an hour and a half at night. They're scrolling through and it has to be a short, short movie, right? And it, I was like, this is a this is I gotta send this to John because this is all what John's about. <laughs> Anything more than 90 minutes, you're like, I can't do it. 
I no, it, the movie did the movie did have me, and if I could have watched it all in one sitting, but I had to split it up into I think at least two, two, two viewings just because of the sheer length of it and other things going on in life. Uh, but overall, uh, I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I don't know if I would recommend it for everybody, um, but I can I can see why why people dig it. Um, performances are, are really good. This this guy Daniel Day Lewis. I don't, I don't know if I've seen him in a lot of other things. This yeah, this guy. guy. I've I've always I've always heard of him. Okay, but I but I can't think of what else. I think he played Abe Lincoln at one point yeah. in some movie. Yeah, in the um, Steven Spielberg movie Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I I didn't watch that, so I I I I'm not familiar with a lot of his work. Um, but he like he really like like killed this character like this character was ridiculous like i would have thought that was just the i I, okay this movie was so dense i felt like i read a book (laughs) this movie was so dense i felt like i took a whole uh history course this movie was so dense i feel like i was like i grew like i almost like i grew up i followed this guy along his journey it was it was it felt like really authentic in like its portrayal of, of what it was like to do things back in that day yeah. and oh man what a terrible life it was to <laughs> get anything done when they start talking about i gotta go here and i gotta do this i'm like oh my god the, the amount of work and time that it's gonna take to do this is astronomical how are they gonna get anything done uh but since you are the expert in this film um i've only seen it once folks so rob has seen it at least two times more uh whatever he's seen it plus two that he's watched this weekend what what do you have to say about this movie that we we haven't already heard from yet yeah well this guy daniel day lewis um <laughs> this <he's>, guy <laughs> he is one hell of an actor i mean he had he won an oscar um uh, back in the late 80s for my left foot about a painter who was disabled and was used his feet to, to to paint obviously he won this one he's now retired from acting but he's one of those guys he's an actor's actor uh he's very committed to the role um fraser said he was great in gangs of new york which is a martin scorsese movie john uh which is on netflix which is now on my list again because i did I watch it that. back in the day okay um yeah this is a guy <laughs> I like it he is absolutely committed to his roles and he, he is, you one could say he's a character actor in so much as that he's um, he, when he gets into the character, he usually stays in character, even when they're not filming. Um, that's how committed to the role he is in terms of this movie. I mean, I'm a big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson's work. I haven't seen licorice pizza, um, but I was a huge fan of Magnolia and boogie nights, man. This is just like, listen, there's no action. Uh, there's one gunshot. There's a few. There's a few gunshots when they're hunting for quail, but there's only one violent gunshot scene with his brother. Um, it is as you. It is. It is a story. Like you really feel you are, like peering through a, a window of what it was like back in, between 1898. I feel, like, and I, I feel like I was there. I feel like yeah. I like experienced it. Like I went to Westworld or something, and then was like, right. "Hey, let's, yeah. let's let's live the life of an oil oil man or whatever." But that isn't that crazy. Like that movie, could you actually felt transported yeah. into that time where a lot of times you're watching uh, and westerns are notorious for this. You can watch a western like, "Oh, I'm watching a western." but you don't really feel like you're there. This movie makes you feel like you are there. Like that you're looking at your hands for oil because everything was just so dirty. Can we just say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, I sent you a text and I'm like, Oh, putting, you know, blessing a child with oil on his forehead. Maybe probably not the best thing in the world. Uh, always like, when he was in the pit and he's breathing the oil and he's trying to, you know, get fresh air because the noxious fumes are about to knock him out. Like this guy, how many times did he almost die? <laughs> right? I mean, from falling down on his own, he broke his leg and trapped in the bot. And like, as he's there, he realizes he's found silver, right? Like yeah. his leg is broken. Uh, when the other guy- I, I question, you know, when they're always like, oh, back in the day, life expectancy was a lot shorter. I start to question like how old the actors were. I'm like, would they really have gotten to this age back then? Because it's so hazardous <laughs> to live. Like when he meets his uh, like his his his, his supposed long lost brother, I'm like, these guys are looking a little bit older. I'm like, would they have lived this long? <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a hard life. Get them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But when when he's in the bottom of the well and the and the thing comes tumbling down and it kills the dude next to him and it impales him, you're just like, yeah. this guy almost died twice in the first 35 minutes. Um, this is just it's a it's a very deep story driven movie. Um, and I I would much like drinking his uh his milk you know uh the milkshake <laughs> i was milk. eating the i was eating this whole thing up like crazy like watching paul dano you know play the mm. role as, as this yeah i was, I was gonna say who do, like, minister. Who, who do you like uh performance wise i guess we have to give it away to uh daniel Day lewis because he was amazing like, yeah. this character i would i would believe that if he was like this was my life story and i'm telling it i would believe it <laughs> So yeah. who is who other than him? So you're you're maybe picking Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul, well, I mean, he's the only, you know what I, I will say. The kid who played his son, HW, mm-hmm. did a fantastic job. Like, it, it's just some dude out of Texas. He's a kid, and he's never done anything else since then, right? Yeah. Um, but he he was fantastic as 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 HW. Um, it was a very We've seen a lot of movies and TV shows of late, John, where you've got a kid as the sidekick um, and it helps propel the story. And in this, it he didn't he wasn't a sidekick. Um, he was integral to it was integral to telling to showing us that this kid was his, you know, ward or whatever. But when that explosion happens, his son loses his hearing. He doesn't give two shits about his kid. He is more happy with the fact that his oil derrick is on fire because it just goes to show that he he was right. He had oil in that area. And mm-hmm. it's just like that's what's more important to him, that he was right and that did, it was there. Did, did you know, like, because the, the, the other character dying, which is the guy you, you talked about getting impaled in, in the hole earlier, right? And then he takes the son from that guy. I don't, I, I totally missed that somehow. I don't know if you pick that up the first time you watch it or whatever that he wasn't really his son yeah. or you had to wait till it was explained later for no, some because reason, he, completely... the, the guy had the kid at the beginning he yeah. was walking around with the baby yeah. and then he puts him in the in the in like a yeah yeah i remember seeing him put in the thing yeah yeah and then he just I, I guess when he comes out of the well he's just like i guess you're my son now right but well i, I feel yeah, like that not, was all done in silence right yeah, yeah, yeah and it, well and he's pouring the whiskey on the on the bottle of like yeah milk, yeah yeah right? yeah yeah. He's, he's so, like, what? <laughs> yeah so I remember all that scene and stuff, but for some reason I just didn't put two and two together, and I thought maybe that guy was just watching his son for him or something like that. And then I'm like, yeah, are they ever going to talk with the wife and stuff like that? But I guess it it all made sense. But yeah, he played a very crucial point, especially um, later on um, in, in that point. So yeah, you so you would give kind of like a runner up to well, obviously I guess I guess well, Paul Dano. Dano. I mean, yeah. dude, he was like. Paul Dano was absolutely bananas in that role as Eli, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you sent me a text. You're like, is everybody always so sweaty? <laughs> because everyone was looked, really sweaty in this movie. <laughs> it, it was dirty as hell, right? Like, they were just mm-hmm. dirty. It was always like that. It was gre- You know, what? it was greasy. He, he mm-hmm. just looked greasy. Um, and and seeing this whole thing, you know, about the, you know, about the church, like. When he was slapping, you know, Daniel Lewis plays Daniel Plainview, and he's slapping him in the church, and he's like, um, "You've abandoned your boy." <laughs> and at one time, it looks like Daniel Day Lewis is going to break character because he looks like he's laughing a little bit as he's getting <laughs> slapped. And he's like, "Oh, like that, right?" Like it was like, I, I mean, I just can't pull away from when I watch this movie. I can't just watch it. And I, I am just in in complete. I feel like I'm, you know, some people like they get this. I don't know if you've ever been to like a live play and mm-hmm. you feel yeah. like you okay. are, you're, you're lucky to be witnessing like a great performance being performed live in front of you. But I get that every time I watch this movie, because I feel like there's just so much depth to these guys. And then when I'm watching it, I'm just like blown away by it. Yeah, yeah. no, like, I, th- I think, I think, I think you're right. Just, it, it feels like you're, you're there. It feels like you're there watching it unfold live that's how authentic yeah. the performance feels like so i was gonna maybe quickly just jump to your 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 favorite uh moment i guess to, so we can kind of keep things rolling so you've already mentioned the slaps um i was i here's here's a couple of my favorites yeah 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 they, they line up with yours so um 
First, Eli gets slapped around because he's asking for his money on the oil field, and he gets his basically his face pushed into the oil dirt, which was a crazy. I'm like, what the hell? This guy just lost it. He's gone crazy. And then that that cycles around to the the slap scene that you're talking about, where he kind of like makes him uh, admit that he's abandoned his son. Um, and then there's uh, I think I think that when the son when he has to leave his son on the train yeah, on the train yeah. that was that was a crazy scene and and, and it's very subtle too he just kind of like just marches off and then yep. you kind of see him pause for a second and then you see the son kind of like trying to trying to get to him like that was because his friend uh, yeah yeah, yeah. his friend yeah. was like kind of enforcing him that, that yeah. you're you're going on this trip and you're going sent to this uh, this whatever um, I think Henry's betrayal is one of the scenes as well too when he finally gets him to admit oh, um, that yeah. he's not and I was like oh my god is this is this going to go this way and, and so much for that guy um, and then one of the the the, the climaxes is one uh, what's what's the son's name H W or H-W. something like that yeah yeah, yeah. What, that that whole scene where he's basically saying I want to leave and do my own thing and then he's like oh you're going to be my competition and then there's a whole thing between the sign language and everything. Which is crazy because they age the the jump between the age from when he's a kid to like all of a sudden he's married is crazy. I feel like we could have took another hour like in in the middle there to expand that part. Uh, and then my absolute favorite scene yep. is the first. I think the first time Eli is exercising the arthritis of the old lady's hand. Um, yeah. and, then, and then he's like he's the first time he's like kind of like almost like grabbing the spear he's and wrestling he's like, and, he's, and he's like and he's like throwing it at the church like that was great and then and then and then dan daniel he, he shows up after he's like that was that was quite a performance and he just kind of like giving it to me just like yeah that was that was something else. Like, it was, it's so good when he's like and then gets everyone to chant along like i, I definitely got to go back and rewatch that scene did i miss any of your favorite scenes rob or is it I'm sure there's some uh, no, that yeah. you notice upon your multiple watchings, maybe. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a scene where uh, Standard Oil that, you know, he's... So H.W. has oh, come yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. He comes back from uh, his schooling. And he they're having dinner in this little restaurant. And the guys from Standard Oil are there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and obviously, you know, H.W. has lost all of his hearing. And... Yeah. And he plain view is obviously an alcoholic. Like there's no if no if ands or buts. Like he's definitely not all there, right? And and he puts the 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 the, the cloth over his head and he starts talking. <laughs> <right? laughs> because it's like, oh, if you can't see me, you don't know that it's me. Like it's just the absurdity of it all. And, you know, as and he, much takes, as he takes a he takes a victory sip after he, I think he drinks yeah. the guy's drink after after he done gives the speech he just, just swigs it all and then just walks away. I'm like, why? Who does this? Or even there's a scene prior to that where he is meeting with the guy that Standard Oil and he threatens mm-hmm. he threatens the guy, like, I will kill you. And the guy is like, what? Why would you say <laughs> this, that? This is a pretty good invitation. <laughs> I love his gra- his gravelly voice is so good. Well, because you know he's very he's a very soft spoken Englishman, eh? Yeah. So yeah. like, to, yeah, to have that. But then when the guy's like, but why would you? Why would you say that? Why would you threaten me? Like it just felt like it was just like you know you almost felt this guy is going to piss his pants, right? Because mm-hmm. um, there is the moment where after his his buddy gets back after dropping hw off he as much as he tries to like we've i think it's pretty clear that he doesn't really care for the kid that much there is that moment though of humanity where he's like you know is he in a good room like yeah, yeah. he's like how big who is, is he how is it how big is the room is it private is he buying like does he like does he have what he like maybe it's guilt i, I don't know but there is that moment of humanity that you still kind of see that allows you to kind of say, ah, he's not that much of a dick. But <laughs> the reality is when and then he's the there, end kicks in. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, like you said, he's got his big long cigarette on, on his thing. And he's like, let your, your talking hand or talky talky like that. Right. And he's like slapping your hands. And yeah. it was just like, it was just so funny. And the poor Butler, Mr. Plainview, Mr. Plainview. <laughs> <laughs> I've just murdered a man. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he's at, at the very end. After he's just he's like takes, he, you know, Eli's coming there and he wants money because he's he's sinned and he's lost money in the stock exchange because it's the the Great Depression time, right? 
and he belts him over the head with a, the the um, bowling uh, the bowling <laughs> pin, and he's like, "I'm finished." <laughs> At the very, I'm finished. he's just like, "I'm finished." I remember, <laughs> I remember when I got to that point and I and I heard the ending. I remember this was a big deal. At the time when the movie came out, and everyone just like I don't know if they were making memes of it or they just didn't understand what the ending was. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a crazy, it was a pretty over the top ending. I wonder what uh, There Will Be Blood Two would look like if there was any follow up to this. Does he go to jail for it? Does he cover yeah. it up? Does like yeah, it's a, it's, it what? takes place in a milkshake place? Yeah, I yeah. drink <laughs> your milkshake. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> that is just so funny. He's like walking like he's just. He's so drunk, and yet he's walking along, and he puts it. <laughs> and here's my stride. Here I go. Like that. It was just like, man, it's like, it's just, that's the whole thing. Is like, you're watching this. You're like, holy shit. Like, this guy, like the actor, is like, he's putting it all out there. Like, he's yeah. hitting. He's like Babe Ruth. He's hitting for the swinging for the fences, and he's hitting it every fucking time. And yeah. you're just like, Wow. <laughs> supposedly this is like loosely based off some book or some something yeah it right? is like if, yeah so if 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 he read the audiobook i would definitely listen just because <laughs> of the voice that he does is so crazy and it's so distinct i don't know what he like you said he sounds more like an englishman like oh, he is yeah he's it's very so distinctive English. this i'm gonna have to maybe check out some of his other stuff because i can't think of anything recently that i've seen do you have a favorite speech or or thing of his my favorite thing is like the spiel that he gives when he goes to dig the others like i bring my own men it's a family but like this is yeah this is hw he's my partner and like like that whole spiel he's i my really son like my partner. yeah yeah I, I really like that i don't know if you have like one of his favorites. yeah i know that because that would that because that's the first like i think lewis and fraser said like there was no talking in the first 14 minutes but that's the first yeah. thing when he's on the train with the baby right and baby's playing with his <laughs> nose and all that yeah. and then he's like you know Ladies and gentlemen, like I am an oil man, and a lot of people yeah. will come out like that whole like soliloquy about everything, and it just sets up everything. He's like, I have, you know, um, I churn out two thousand barrels, uh, uh, two thousand barrels a day or a week, paying me five thousand dollars a week, and this and that. Like he just goes in this whole thing, and then when the people are like arguing and shouting, he's like, "Fuck, I'm out." Like. And the guy's like, please don't leave. And he goes, I, I don't have any time for this type of shit. You guys figure your like, and oil is falling down the hill. Like they, he's walking in it. Like it's all over his shoes. He doesn't give two shits. It's like that. That whole opening scene is like, wow, right? Like just yeah, unreal. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, I, I think yeah. How, how many more times do you think you're gonna watch this, Rob? This is infinitely on your, on your playlist, right? Yeah, I mean. I, I'm, am I going to watch it again in the next month? No, probably not. By, but before <laughs> the end of the year, I'll watch it again. I usually try to watch it like once a year. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I tell you, John, we watch, man, we watch a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. And we watch, and you start, you know, listen, you have to watch, you have to watch like the, the shit to be able to appreciate the good. And we see a lot of, I would say probably mediocre to, to you know, good some mm -hmm. some great but i think that you i like to watch a movie like this or like pulp fiction or no country for all like i like to watch those ones to really understand what true cinema is because i think we've had these discussions offline we've had them with um with Stu, with these streaming services they churn out so much content it's yeah. quantity over quality that it's kind of nice to go back to not that long ago, just 2000, it's like 15 years, 2007. And to mm -hmm. see a masterpiece like this movie and being like, wow, this is what movies, movies used to be. They used to mean something. And now we get Moonfall. It means nothing. We get Morbius. <laughs> it means nothing. Right? Like, you know. the Yeah, the problem is nowadays there's this whole, and we could have a whole debate on it, this whole algorithm, I guess, to make a movie that's going to make money it's the whole thing of, oh, things go viral versus things uh, like a quality content thing uh, being produced or something like that. So, yeah, it's, 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 it is unfortunate. It is fun to watch something like this. Uh, I, I, I quite I quite enjoyed it. I don't know if I'm going to sit through the entire thing again anytime soon, but I'm definitely going to go watch parts. And now I'm going to be able to join in the conversation when people start talking about uh, critically acclaimed films. Um, but it seems like this director, um, I don't know if you want to throw one of your other favorite movies of his, this director seems to bring uh, really good performances out from his from his guy. And I think I was looking at his 
IMDb. Um, you mentioned the Adam Sandler movie. Some people consider one of Adam Sandler's best yeah. performances. Uh, you know, and, and and given given Adam Sandler's uh, catalog, um, other than Uncut Gems, I really did enjoy Uncut Gems. I haven't seen this uh, Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love, yeah. But uh, do you have another movie of well, this particular director that's your jam as well? Yeah, I really like Boogie Nights. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. Um, but Magnolia, mm-hmm. Magnolia with Tom Cruise was and and John C. Riley was just unreal. Um, I haven't seen his new one, Licorice Pizza. I'm trying to think what else uh, of his uh, that I've I've seen. But um, I, you know, he's married to Maya Rudolph. Um, you know, from Saturday Night Live, which is crazy because he's just a, uh, you know, it, he's not a comedian, right? You kind of think that he would marry some, you know, she would marry somebody that's kind of like, yeah, you know, funny and this and that. Um, and he's just more of like an uh, auteur, right? So, oh, look at Gord. Look at Gord. This guy, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> that's the, yeah. yeah, he's nutting you on that. Um, yeah, man, just a big fan of, uh, I, I enjoy the writer, uh, the director, Paul, uh, you know, Thomas Anderson. I enjoy Daniel D. Lewis. I just, I really like this movie, man. Not to be mistaken with Paul, uh, West. W. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. I haven't seen, so you made some good recommendations there, Rob. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any of those. Boogie Nights, I haven't seen. Punch Rock Love, I haven't seen. Um, what was the other one you mentioned? Magnolia. Magnolia. I haven't seen that. I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put it on my list. I don't know when I'm gonna get to it um, because it's so much easier to watch the uh, the popcorn movies. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, 2007 was a crazy year, though. Uh, do you, now, do you know what LOM means, John? Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Daniel Day Lewis was in that as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Did he play Frankenstein? And Frankenstein was this like this uh, murderous killer superhero Frankenstein? What? No. Oh, was that uh, that that was Eckhart, right? <laughs> Aaron Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been. Um, yeah, Frazier says I feel like Danny Lewis has fallen off the radar. So he actually did. Paul Thomas Anderson did a um, a movie. And it was Daniel Day Lewis's last movie. He retired. Ah, shit. It, it, John, what is it? Is it, is it Simple Thread or a? Um, I'm trying to grab it here. Filmography director. Yeah, under director. I must be. On, am I a little wrong guy? Oh, Paul Thomas Anderson, right? Yeah, he didn't do. Uh, okay, uh, Phantom Thread. Uh, that's it. Uh, he did Phantom Thread in 2017, and that was it. That was his last movie. He said he he um, he he was done with acting. He he had kind of done all he wanted to do, um, and he's walked away. So we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, who knows? But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but John, if you haven't seen uh, if you haven't seen him in Lincoln, uh, it's an amazing if. Uh, great portrayal in the name of the father was really good uh matt last mohicans uh, the gangs of new york like he's one of these guys that i think just does these like fantastic like he just steps into the role um and it's just it's hard to it's hard to you know just associate yourself and with him with these things because they're just so damn good <laughs> oh man all right so I, th- I think gord's got some questions for you i don't know if you can answer those I'm not uh- in- I'm not answering his questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 2007, John. So this was up for an Academy Award up against, uh, for Best Picture up against uh, No Country for Old Men. Um, and Javier Bardem took the Best Supporting Actor uh, Award in that one. And actually, No Country ended up winning um, um, the Picture of the Year, uh, beating out um, There Will Be Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. It often comes up the 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 debate this this movie versus um, No Country for Old Men. So uh, that, I guess that I guess that wraps up that, that that wraps up a very good discussion on There Will Be Blood, and maybe we'll do it again in another year when Rob does gets his rewatch for uh, 
<laughs> for 2023. Um, but Rob, do we want to keep this rolling for next week? Do we want to do No Country for Old Men? Um, interested to hear you folks in the comments, or do we want to do something silly like a Fifth Element, or maybe a Jim Carrey movie? I don't know. What? what? what why? What's with you in this Jim Carrey movie? <laughs> didn't, what? didn't Jim Carrey also announce his retirement after playing Doctor Robotnik in in <laughs> Sonic Two? I have a funny feeling we'll probably see him again at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so if anyone has uh <laughs> Lewis, yeah, I don't know if we want to watch the mask. I think that's <laughs> Diaz in it though. Um, but if anyone has a suggestion, if you guys want to keep this rolling and watch No Country for Old Men, um, I feel like I, I would. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. You've never seen it, John. I've never seen it, so this would be another movie that I haven't seen. And then maybe we'll have to then we'll have to definitely switch to our uh, 90s or some type of silliness after that, unless Something crazy comes out uh, in the meantime. Uh, but if you have a suggestion, let us know in the comments. Uh, otherwise, Rob, do we have anything else uh, for these fine folks? Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. No, um, if uh, we're going ahead with No Country, it's currently on Crave uh, on the Stars extension. So um, yeah. if you have that, you can watch it there. Um, which, which, which movie would you choose this movie or the no country for old men or do you have to rewatch no country two different movies um i i'm gonna rewatch no country and i'll have an answer for you like if you're saying if i'm on a desert island which one am i am i watching yeah yeah i'll let you know next week yeah (laughs) gangs oh gangs new york uh yeah maybe we'll have to dive back into that one day um but i feel like we should definitely do the comparison between these two films but We'll, we'll, we'll kick it around, folks, uh, since we don't have a definitive answer right now. Um, unless, Rob, you want to lock it in? Yeah, let's lock it in. Let's just do it. Let's lock it in. Okay, so we'll, we'll do we'll do one more, folks. So thanks thanks for for, for checking out. Uh, there Will Be Blood. If you didn't watch it, um, definitely check it out. I think I think uh, even if you watch the first first bit of it, uh, I think you will get enticed by it. It's, so let me, the one thing I did want to ask you, John. Yeah. This is, I get that this is a hard movie at times to watch because you're like, like as Lewis said and everything else, like, or Frazier, like, there's no talking for like the first four. What am I watching here? And it can be kind of slow at moments. I don't find it, but I can, I know people who have said it. But once the movie is done as its whole, did it all of a sudden, like, were you just like, wow? Like that, I I guess I'm asking is, did your opinion or your likes of it kind of go ebb and flow throughout the course of the movie because you weren't sure what the hell you were watching. Is this good? I don't know. Do I like? No, I I, I think it was it was only the beginning when when you're kind of like getting ready, getting ready for the ride. You're in like maybe 10, 14 minutes. You're not quite sure where this is going, but like as soon as he starts giving his first speech, that's when you you start getting locked in. When he when he starts to get to being this character and, and talking a little more like it's, it's pretty impressive. The physical things, I guess they did. He's like dragging himself across the, across the floor and like hauling himself up uh, the, the, the shaft and all that kind of stuff. Um, but all, all the, like, as soon as he starts to get to the speaking parts um, that I think that's where it, it'll, it'll really hook you in. And, and that, then you'll know if you want to go for the rest of the ride. Um, but I think, yeah, so that, yeah, let's do, let's do no country for old men. I haven't seen it. Everybody talks about it. Uh, I would like to be able to compare these two films back to back and then we'll jump to something silly uh, the following week. <laughs> so, what was, oh, Gangs of New York? Okay, so Lewis is, I feel like he's in similar, similar boat to me. I saw Gangs of New York for some reason. I don't know why, but I've seen it. Are you sure, John? Maybe you're thinking yeah, of a different movie altogether. Does, does, does it not have also DiCaprio in it? Or is yeah. that, am I thinking of a different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> but I know I went to the theaters to see it. Uh, we we do have to figure out what's happening with our 90s action stuff uh for the second half although i almost kind of feel like we should just be doing a rundown of michael bay movies done so many fucking movies (laughs) yeah maybe we will pick something for well maybe we'll have a list of options next week and we'll just start diving into some 90s movies and then we'll do the the bracket after we'll kind of like rejig the format a little bit to have a little more fun and not have to watch two movies every night or, or every week. Every week, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, this has been uh, Rob and John on the Sidekick yeah, Show, having some fun with you live every Monday night. If you're catching this on the replay, tune in on a Monday. We are live, and we, we like to hear from you. 
like to talk about these movies. Um, even if you're not interested, like Lewis, Lewis hang around, hung around for the whole episode and he didn't even see the movie. Uh, so hopefully you had a good time, Lewis. And he probably still <laughs> won't after even hearing yeah. all this. Yeah. Still won't do it. Maybe That's we can okay. show him scenes. Just exercise the demon. <laughs> <laughs> get! I forgot what he was saying. He's, he'd be like, "Get!" And get he's like, out. "It was good." Get good. Out. He's, <laughs> he's like pretending to struggle with it. Ah, it was great performance. Um, all right. <laughs> oh. All right, John. Got a lot of people tuned in late. I wish you the best of weeks. <laughs> I hope you have a, uh, a good week, buddy. And uh, definitely tune in to the Heroes World Psychic Show this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll be doing Moon Knight Episode 2, but we are definitely going to be jumping into Morbius. <laughs> because, <laughs> eh, you know, it, uh, why the it hell might not? only be us two. And if anyone else goes out to see it, I don't know if Stu's decided to bite the bullet and go to it. Um, I do want to see Ambulance. So if anyone else goes out to see Ambulance, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I think I might be the only one that might be a solo project. I, I, might, um, I might be... Be dragged out to go see Sonic Two I, this weekend. So oh, Sonic, no, Sonic is not a, like that. Looks legit. Sonic yeah, Two we'll looks see. legit. So whatever you guys got going on for the weekend, uh, let us know. Yeah. Um, but we will catch you guys uh, on the flip side on the next time. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks everybody. Appreciate it.